Listener Production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Footy Talk, Journos edition, Vegas edition. Adam Peacock with Danny Widler from Nine News. What have we got coming up, Danny? I just have to say why I'm sold on rugby league in the USA. There you go. Looking forward to it. We'll go in depth. And Michael Chamis from the Sydney Morning Herald. Chammy, what's doing? There's always drama. The game somewhat marred by the allegations that have been calling Ezra Mam a monkey. We'll dive into that one. Yeah, plenty to talk about. Let's get into it. Footy Talk, Journos edition. Footy talk, bleary-eyed journos looking at me from the other side of the world. I'm in the studio, Danny Widler and Michael Chamis, still in the United States. Danny, to you first, age before beauty, <laughs> loose term. How was the experience overall for you, mate? Are you still buzzing from what you witnessed, having covered rugby league for a very, very long time? This was uh, something a bit different. Adam, uh, I have to say it's the best thing that the NRL has done in terms of a promotion uh, since the whole Tina Turner stuff. Um, the Tina Turner stuff was unbelievable. I remember experiencing that. Uh, but nothing has come close to it since. I think this, as a promotion, uh, probably equals it. Uh, there you go. It probably equals it. And who knows? I don't know where it's going to go in the long run, but it could even better it. I think that young journos like uh, Michael should really treasure it at this sort of time because this, this doesn't happen often or easily, uh, and hopefully it's going to happen for the next few years. Why are you smirking, Chammy? I'm, I'm, I, treasured, I, I, I treasured my time well, with mate, you, mate. Uh, I'm so sick of you. <laughs> I treasured it, mate. I, I, I treasured the moment last night when you messaged me saying you've just woken up and I was still awake. That was <laughs> Well, that's because you were texting me with rude, calling me rude names, <laughs> which we won't repeat on, on your podcast. Oh, dear. Go check what you said, Chammy. Mm-hmm. No comment. You, were look, you looked a bit worse for wear, and then Adam, he fell off his chair this morning in the in the foyer. <laughs> I it was fell off my chair. I didn't have a single drink. What are you talking about? I thought the chair was not as deep as it was, and I leaned back and I just kept going. <laughs> see everybody there it looked like you fell off your chair for another yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah. Nine yeah. o'clock in the morning, Chammy. The the build up was something, and we all saw those pictures and read your stories. And you know, you spent time in camp with the, your new best buds at the Roosters, and you got a bit of access to sounds mm. and everything. But the the experience in the stadium itself, building up to it, did it live up to all the build up that it felt like what it was going to be? Uh, it was a little disappointing. Just nothing that the NRL could control, but the weather on the day. It was, it was blowing 120-kilometre wind gusts. Uh, there was a plans outside for a tailgate party. It was going to be unreal. Like that, that lead up into the actual game was going to be quite special. That was all taken away pretty quickly when that wind started to blow. They took everything down. I don't even think they even bothered putting anything up. So they, they were forced to open the gates early just to get people inside. It was that bad. It was freezing. It was blowing again. And thankfully, it was an indoor stadium because if it wasn't, that would have been kicking ball from in, in goal area to in goal area. It was that windy. So, yeah, like I think that was a little bit of a downer. But once you got in and everyone was excited and uh, it was, it, it had that feel like it was magic ground. And uh, I think the NRL did a terrific job putting it all together. The, I think the clubs deserve a lot of credit, the logistics of it. They worked with the NRL on making sure it all went smoothly and it did. Uh, at the, unfortunately, the, the game was sort of marred by the incident at the end there with Spencer Lenu and, and Ezra Mam, and that's been the talking point today. But I think there's been enough glowing endorsements of what the NRL, 
what the clubs, what Fox, what Nine have done over the last few weeks. It's been it's been quite special. Adam, um, just walking like on game day, walking down the strip, uh, I was doing a colour story for Nine, and you honestly you couldn't go five metres without seeing a jersey. And I'm talking Newtown jerseys, <laughs> Dragons jerseys, uh, all the teams that were there, Bulldogs fans, they were all there. And it was quite incredible. Um, I even was walking along and I went to get a coffee or trying to find a decent coffee and I bumped into David Gallup for uh, all people and he was over there to watch it as well and he ended up being in the chairman's box uh, that night. But it was absolutely, it was a football festival in Vegas and it felt like there were more than 14,000 Australians over there or, or they were all, all, up, all up and down the uh, – or walking up and down the strip. It was just magic. And we're speaking of the wind, Chami, you'd be disappointed um, – uh, I almost got taken out by a giant banner that fell off the Hard Rock Cafe. <laughs> and so we heard this crashing noise. We're in our car and this thing just landed beside us. Like, I mean, when I say giant, I mean half the size of a building. <laughs> you would have wow. been really pleased if that took me out, Jim. Why didn't you tell me that? I would have written about it in the column. It would have been a trial oh, yeah, well, and a giant banner in the space of two weeks. It would have been great. <laughs> uh. Hey, King, how many photos, how many selfies did you take or photos with, with fans did you take this weekend? I'm not going to answer that question. <laughs> yeah. My, my favourite photos were with you, Chammy. Uh, Every photo nah. we took together. Took a lot of selfies, Danny. Hey, guys, uh, we'll get to the Spencer Lenu situation in a moment because there's more, uh, obviously, after Chammy staked out the corridors um, after in between having his lollipop drinks at that nightclub he was at. But um, watch it. I, I can give the perspective, guys, and you can push forward in any way you want off this. On the couch on a beautiful Sydney uh, summer's afternoon, it felt like it was 30 degrees, watching my mob manly go through South, which is always an enjoyable experience. They could be playing in Antarctica and enjoy that. And then the Roosters and Broncos, pretty good first up game. And the quality of the footy was was pretty high for a round one contest. Um, it made you, watching it, and I watched the Fox Leave coverage and they got the, the audio really right, and it made you want to go, I want to go there. I, I want to be a part of this and, mm. you know, make it an annual pilgrimage, a bit like Magic Round is trying to be as well. But how they springboard off this, Danny, it, 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 it's two ways you can look at it. You can go, okay, we want that export market and get the Las Vegas Tourism Commission really involved, or it's bringing Americans in. And I don't know if the TV ratings are out for America yet, but it, the, there's – there's two ways to really push forward with it. Where do you see the NRL going with this in the, ne- the for the next few steps in reviewing what has happened in the last two weeks in Vegas? Well, they're going to go full steam ahead. That's what they want to do. Peter Volandis is determined. I spent a lot of time with him. He's determined to make this a success, and you know what he's like. Both of you know that what a what a uh, can-do guy is and what a determined bloke is, and when he wants something, he makes it happen, right? So I can imagine that. Why are you, why are you laughing, Chevy? What, what, what have I done? Keep going, Daddy. Keep going. Oh, have I done something? Anyway, he he wants to make it happen. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw maybe even six teams go over next year. Um, and a six women's teams game are going. Well. I'm not saying that. I wouldn't be surprised though. Uh, I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I wouldn't be surprised they 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 bumped it up a little bit. I think a women's game is almost essential as well. Again, this is all very costly, and where does the money come back? Well, but the most significant figure that I saw in my whole time in America, in the games, whatever, was that Lachlan Murdoch popped his head into the chairman's lounge with his uh, wife, Sarah, spent some time uh, mingling with the NRL types before going back to his box. He, he's the key. Let's, let's not muck around. This is very much a, a Fox-driven event, right? 
Fox in America is going to be key to making this game more than just sort of some novelty thing we saw this week. If Fox can somehow put it on, and I know you think I'm an idiot, Chammy, because I know they've got other sports, but if they can put it on at a regular spot a couple of times a week, that is how you get success here. You don't, you don't get it through 40,000 people coming or 20,000 from Australia, whatever it is. It's got to be on TV. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. If, I don't want to sound negative. I don't know the, see the value in in taking over a women's game when it's out of season and playing for what? Like, it's not competition. But the, the reason that this appeals is because people are going over and it's a fair income contest. Now, I understand that I think the American audience would probably think this is unbelievable because the women's game in rugby league has come a long, long way. And it's for people who haven't seen women play rugby league, it, it yeah. can be quite impressive, right? But the competition doesn't start till for another four or five months after. July. Yeah. I don't they've think got to, they've got to do both, Chammy. They've got to get everybody involved. Yeah. Yeah. I, I went to the, you go to the combine. I went to what the does combine. It, what does it do, Danny? Does it add anything, though? Does it add anything? It just adds another layer to what our game is, and it might bring in some other people who want to watch it potentially play it. I, I went to the Combine, which – did you go to that, Chabby, or not? You didn't get there? No, no, I didn't get there, mate. There was, was, again, there was a lot of very impressive female athletes at that. Um, and I think Well, that Canberra are going to sign someone. Canberra yeah, are going to sign amazing, Lisa Vuna. Amazing. Yeah. It was yeah. really it – was, it was great to watch. And I loved how they said it. I, I was a bit sceptical about it all, but they did a really good job with it. And I don't know whether we're going to get a player out of it or not, but there were some big boppers who could really move around really well. And if we discover a player or two out of America, that is another way. I'm, I'm being positive about it. That's another way to be to generate interest. Uh, whether any of this pays off, that's the big question. Yeah, it sounds like, mm. uh, Chammy, a lot of clubs back here were waiting. Like Penrith wasn't an option because they got the World Club Challenge. So whatever team wins the comp uh, next year, they're going to struggle to get over to Vegas. Uh, this year, they're going to struggle to get over Vegas because they've got to play in that one. But, uh, I mean, could you play a World Club Challenge? over there potentially. Yeah, I, I, Trent Robinson even mucked around with me about that. You could play World Club Challenge there a um, couple of weeks before and then get into the, the NRL or you could play the World Club Challenge as a you, – you have a buy in round one, your team has a buy in round one and then you you play back in Australia mm. for your first game. So, yeah, there are options there. I don't, I don't think the NRL – the hard part of the NRL is going to be the teams that were here that want to play again, like Nick Politis oh, yeah. and the Roosters – have said they want to come back next year. I think Manly have said they want to come back next year. I can understand why they would want to come back, but how many fans here would pay to do this again? How many Roosters or Manly fans would pay to do it again? And if you do it from another – well, you didn't even come. Don't put your hand up, Adam. You didn't even come. I'd, I'd pay to okay? go, but uh, in all honesty, no, guys, though, again, winner to, stays to on. twice. Winner stays on. It's like handball in the on. playground. Winner stays on and then just cycle through them that way. The other two, nah, Brisbane, South, back of the queue, thanks. Well, Adam, yeah, that, no. Adam, the only, I know you're joking, but that idea has actually been floated by some people. Mm. But, yeah, you win the game, you get to come back. Why not? Yeah, I just – you just open up to more fans. If you Like how many people were watching that game yesterday thinking, I want to be there when my team goes next year? And Roosters fans that, that or Manly fans who went this year and spent a lot of money because we've seen how expensive it is over here, not just to, to get here but to actually to it's eat it's and ridiculous. travel around. Yeah. Oh, is it? It's, it's crazy. You get smashed. Oh, it's – Oh, Hammond. mate, like, you go, I bought, you go I bought by, an $11 okay. US bottle of water yesterday. $11 <laughs> US bottle of water. That's what, $16, $17? Well, you buy a coffee. You buy a coffee for, what, 6 US and you put the tip on top. That's another 250 US and then tax and this. Jeez, you're, you, you're, you're tipping, spend, no? 
Shami, you got a tip here, right? <laughs> I did the no tip button. No tip for me. Oh, I can't read the buttons without my glasses. I press whatever's in front of me. So, <laughs> Zero sympathy like, for both of you, you guys. About, Zero sympathy given you your per diem. Believe you guys, the yeah. media identity. Yeah. Eighteen hundred dollars for a bottle of vodka at a nightclub. <laughs> yep, that's how much they are. AM radio I'm doesn't pay that good. A lot of time frequenting that. <laughs> hey, what about the players? How have they reacted to it? And and the playing experience as well. A lot of consternation about uh, the the narrower, smaller field. Didn't look to play too much of a part in the quality of the contest. Watching on TV, what were the players saying in the immediate aftermath of those games yesterday, guys? Well, I went into the manly dressing room and spoke to a number of them. And- they said they noticed a slight difference, but they'd all do it again in a heartbeat. They they were absolutely joyous about the experience. So, um, yeah, the Roosters players loved it as well. I, I didn't get to speak to the uh, losing sides because uh, by the time I got to around to the other side of the field, that you know it would have been too late. So, but it, like they really enjoyed the experience, and they they were all talking about like an origin-type feel, the more experienced guys and how what, what a huge build-up this is. And um, I, I think they absolutely thrived on it. And they, they'll go back and tell the other players how good it is uh, and what, what a great experience they've had. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think so. I echo Danny's sentiment there. I think the players, I think towards the end, they probably got, especially the Manly guys, it dragged on 11 days, 12 days here in Vegas. Well, they, the Manly guys just didn't like it when we arrived, Chammy. Yeah, well, they had the whole town to themselves and yeah. half of Australia turned up and they had to be a bit more discreet about things. I, I, I understand that whole methodology around get here, distractions out of the way, the temptations. It's not you know, it's, it's not this shiny new bright toy by the time everyone gets here, so you're, you're over all those things. Whereas I think the other clubs, without naming names, there were, there were some people who were like, okay, we're in Vegas, this is cool, we're going to be walking around, they can't sleep, they're going out different places, yeah. not doing anything wrong or drinking, but just walking around and, and seeing it at, at different hours of, of the night, that's natural when you haven't done it and it's the first time in, in this city because it has that appeal to it. So, yeah, there are different thoughts around what the right method is. I thought the Roosters, their camp was quite impressive in, in LA, away from everything. No one knew who they were, enjoyed UCLA. They had good dinners and spent time at the beaches. Like It was it was a perfect build-up for the Roosters and it all it's all in hindsight. If you win, you think you've done the you had the perfect preparation. And I think both Manly and Roosters have arguments to suggest that they did the right things. Vegas is a bad place for your wallet and a great place for your step count because you just you're, you're constantly <laughs> moving around and constantly spending money. I didn't know you had a wallet. Didn't see it the whole time. Really. Oh, anyway, <laughs> hey guys, what about the uh, the craziest thing you saw or heard about firsthand from someone you trust while you're over there? Uh, you've put us on the spot here. A bit of preparation would have been good. Um, <laughs> well, it's on the rundown, uh, Michael. Think, oh, for, oh, rundown, for me, sorry. For me, the, for me, the crazy thing is just – was just seeing the, the jumpers in the street. I, yeah. like, I, oh, that's crazy. I, yeah, that's very crazy. Well, I, good, I, good, I, good answer, I, mate. I, I actually can't – I still can't believe it. I can't believe, I, I can't believe the number of Aussies who made the trip over to support the, the sport they love and, and – I mean, Michael, you you get paid to come here. I get paid to come here. But these people are, are putting their hard-earned money in, into an air ticket, travelling over. Uh, some people got married. One one got walked down the aisle by Reggie. Oh, the, the Reggie Rabbit. rabbit. I, that was good. I, that's I, the I crazy thing. That. Reggie yeah, the Rabbit. Yeah, that's good. And without doubt, for me, the craziest hour of it, or well, a couple of hours, was a fan day down at Old Vegas where they had 5,000 people 
screaming their heads off, treating these guys like rock stars. I haven't seen anything like it, nothing like that. It was just remarkable. You know what we should have done? We should have went to that chapel that you got married by Elvis in. That would have been good. Well, that's where that's where the Reggie was, I think. Same chapel. Well, you I don't know how many there are, Chammy. Okay. Well, you know what the crazy thing I saw? I, I, I'm not going to be ashamed to say that you know, Eugenie Bouchard is someone that I've had a you know a long-time crush on. I am married, happily married, but she's, you know, she's Eugenie Bouchard. Anyway, I was on Instagram the other day, clicked on her story. She was in Vegas. Really? She was in Vegas. Yeah. I didn't know how we got to, could get her to the game. That's yep. pretty, that's that's, a, that's that's my story. She was here at the same place that I was. And that Did was you DM her? No, I didn't DM her. What do you think I am? It was just. Get her to the game. You know. Well, we should have. We could have got Rafael Nadal. He's here playing right now against Alcaraz. We could have got yep. Jeannie to the game. Mm. It would have been great. Did the fact that there was no real Hollywood Australian star power there diminish anything in any kind of way for the greater appeal to the American audience? No, I don't think so. I, I, no, I, I, don't I have to so. be really honest. I don't know how much America absorbed of all this. Dude, I didn't get. A, I didn't get a vibe. Like I was watching the local TV, and I, I flicked between channels, and I was seeing. I think there's a local Fox network here, and that's where I would see a little bit of American coverage. And I'm, you know, that was like a, a mention at the end of the sports stories, or you know, these Aussie guys are in a. Yeah. You know, it wasn't. I didn't. I went out of all traveling around everywhere. I saw, I think one or maybe two American print journalists, and I saw NBC cameras at one South event. Yeah, well, I think we have to infiltrate that. We need we need the American media to somehow get interested in this sport, and unless we get that, it's going to be yeah, hard. I don't think we're going to get Danny. I don't think we're going to get people becoming regular watchers of rugby league, what we're going to get is people saying, okay, this is a pretty cool spectacle. I wouldn't mind coming while it's in town. I, I don't think we're going to, tra- you know, convert people into passionate rugby league well, fans. Well, then what are we it's, doing? It's just not going to happen. Well, they might be interested here and there. The, the, we're not, don't kid ourselves. A lot of this is gambling money. And I, and I think that if people think it's cool and they see it and they, and they gamble on it, they, obviously that revenue increases. I don't think there's going to be a large amount of people now putting on the TV in two weeks' time or looking in the internet to find out what time the Seagulls are playing. Slowly, slowly over time, we get a few thousand that turns into a 10,000. It, it'll grow over time. The numbers aren't going to change drastically. Exposure is going to change. The exposure is going to change if they can do a deal with Fox to get it on the right time. But I don't think you're going to get diehard American rugby league fans. All right, yesterday we didn't even get the game starting on Fox Sports yeah, 1. All the talk about Fox Sports yeah. 1. Well, it, it, well, it depends how you look at it. Disappointing. The first 17 minutes was missed on Fox Sports 1 because the college game went into overtime. Therefore, they had to move the NRL to Fox Sports 2. But I'll be interested to see when the ratings come out because the people who stayed tuned to watch, I think it was Georgetown playing college basketball, does that eat into the NRL's ratings because they then fed into the rugby league coverage? Might be a good thing for the numbers. Just on uh, what you're saying about American journalists, if, if I was the NRL working inside their media management and strategy team, I would say get five really well-known print journalists uh, from the United States, someone from the New York Times, someone from The Athletic, someone on the West Coast, a big newspaper syndicated, Sports Illustrated, get them there for a week, schmooze them, give them all access and get them to report and do any yarn they That's want a good idea. on anything and just bring them in and that gets the exposure going. It's kind of like that trip we came over and we, uh, we're talking it up and 
have the players with us. I think, yeah, yeah something like a media junket of some sort uh, might help. Might help. But uh, as they say, this was uh, – Peter Volandis was on the Matty John show after the game. You guys wouldn't have seen it, that he said this is the framework of the house going up basically and we're going to build on top of this over the next five years and see where it takes us and the revenue play is the key because they're going to make a, a big loss on this whole thing. The expenditure is going to far outweigh the income coming in for now, but it's a play at flipping that on its head over the next couple of years and I can I can – see it happening. We're going to take a short little breather here on Footy Talk, the Genos edition. Back in a moment with the full details about what on earth went on with uh, Spencer Lenu and Ezra Mann. <laughs> Guys, the story's back here, even as good as the whole experience was in Vegas and a success or on the face of it, a success for the NRL. The big story back in the in the 24 hours since the games was obviously Spencer Lenu and the accusation made by Ezra Mam on the field and acted upon as best he could by Adam G, the referee, about a racial slur used in the 69th minute of that game. Chami, you did the story uh, for the Herald about the fact that there was some words spoken by the two teams staying on the same floor of the same hotel after the match. What's the details as we know it right here as we're sitting here recording footy talk? Yeah, look, Danny and I this morning, we were walking around the lobby trying to figure out what had happened. We'd, we both got the tip that there was uh, an incident last night. It ranged from p- potential physical altercation all the way down to a verbal altercation altercation now we were able to establish there was no physical exchange but the reason that this happened is because the NRL placed both the Broncos and the Roosters within 10 or 20 meters apart their team rooms were on the same level so every time they were going in and out they were crossing paths yesterday after the game the Roosters and Broncos both made their way back to the team rooms before they went out and Spencer Lenu walked past Katoni Staggs now Katoni Staggs uh, they, th- those two shared some words. Now I wasn't there. I'm not going to put words in their mouth. Obviously, the disappointment, or it was around Ezra and the disappointment around Spencer's choice of words. Uh, and also Spencer, I think, was disappointed as he expressed on field that it was probably something that should have stayed on field. Now, that's not going to cut it. Spencer Lenu has probably copped a lot of heat from people because of what he said after the game. And I think you'll see some more on, on Nine News that Danny caught up with him as well after the game on the field. Then Ezra Mam and Pat Carrigan walk out of the team room and Pat Carrigan has his say to Spencer and they exchange some words. And, and eventually Alex Phillips, the media manager at the Sydney Roosters, she grabs Spencer Lenu and they walk away. Nothing physical, but you know, an argument over what happened last night. And then you see it's compounded by the fact that Latrell Mitchell and Cody Walker, they've gone on social media backing Ezra Mam, calling out Spencer Lenu and calling for the NRL to take action. From what I can gather... There is no audio that picks up Spencer Lenu calling Ezra Mam a monkey. You can hear Ezra Mam, though, saying he called me a monkey and then another player of the Broncos saying to Adam G, he called him a monkey. That's when Adam G intervenes and says, do you want to make a formal complaint? And Ezra Mam says, yes, I do. Now, apparently Ezra Mam was in tears after the game. Jonathan Thurston was quite passionate after the game about where that sits in the game and what Spencer Lenu should or shouldn't say. And I think most people under the impression that Spencer Lenu crossed the line when he if, if at the moment that's the uh, accusation that he did call him. Now, it's going to be hard to prove from what I gather. And Trent Robinson after the game did say that, okay, Ezra Mam is adamant that's what was said to him, but there is no proof that that happened. So it's been re- referred to the, ju- the judiciary. I don't know what will happen now, Danny. Do you get a sense that if they can't prove or find any evidence to suggest that this happened, 
Spencer Lenyu's going to get off scot-free? How, how do you think this plays well, out? Well, you'd think they have to have some sort of proof, right? I mean, I know it's, it can be two guys word against one. We don't know what was said or what, what was said or what wasn't said, so we can't presume anything. But the reaction that Ezra has had, the emotion he's been displaying, the fact that Jonathan Thurston's had to talk about things, you know, it's pointing. It's pointing to the fact that he he felt that he heard something that has hurt him, and we can't we can't begin to understand what a comment like that means, right? We can't begin to understand. Like we we can we can talk about it, but we don't know how it feels because it hasn't happened to you, Michael. Hasn't happened to you, Adam. Hasn't happened to me in that sense. So we've got to we've got to respect Ezra's feelings. Why Spencer would go if, if he has gone down part? I don't know why. There was heat at the moment. If he mentioned, I, I don't know. I'm not making any excuse for Spencer. Uh, I, I'm actually disappointed that uh, it's taken away a lot of the positivity from what has been a, a fantastic couple of weeks. You know, I'm also disappointed because I got to know Spencer quite quite well. I went away with him to America for a, a week. I sat next to him on airplanes and we we joked about that, that, you know, how we ever felt sorry that he had to, got stuck next to me. And he's actually, from everything, and I'm not making any excuse here, I don't want anyone to misinterpret what I'm saying, but what I will say is that he surprised me as what a decent fellow he was, polite questioning your, about your life, opening doors for you, respectful, all of that. So, and again, I'm not making – I'm not trying to soften anything for him or whatever. Uh, I'm just saying what how I found him personally uh, as a person. And then I found him to be a thoroughly decent human being. Everybody can have bad, make bad decisions, make, make mistakes in their lives. And this – if I, I haven't got proof that it's true. And if, if this is true, if it is true – it's obviously a major error and a, and a, and a major flaw. I think um, with, with Spencer, I, I, I'll vouch for him as well. As a person from what I've dealt with, he's been fantastic. There, there are two different Spencer Lenyu. Spencer Lenyu off the field and Spencer Lenyu, once he crosses that white line, we see he's, he's quite hot. Correct. He can get quite emotional. He's quite passionate when he goes on the field. If he has said what is being accused, he's made a, he's made a mistake. And I think the other mistake he made was the way he handled it post-game and saying what he did, that it was fun and games. And in the interview I've done with him for nine, he he makes a similar remark as the one he already made uh, to Brent Reid at the on Triple M, but he also takes things a little bit further as well, and that'll be on um, on the news. What day is it today? There, Monday night. Yeah, Monday night. And again, he's quite aggressive in his um, in his thought process. What have um, the Bronx done in the last? Oh almost 24 hours as we sit here right now as once again we're recording something that might be listened to later what have they done in the last 24 hours for for Ezra and um, and PR oh God, they've got it right around them obviously as we know nine said you've got to stay an extra day in Vegas to cover this story uh, which is fair enough and obviously try and get shots try and get an interview whatever but I, I, no one wanted to stick a microphone under Ezra Ezra man's mouth today and try and get a comment out of it I think that he's the, the way he's feeling or the way he feels inside, it's not really fair. The Broncos saw the media trying to get a shot of him, obviously, as he was leaving. We waited at the team bus. All the players, apart from Ezra, got on that team bus. Ezra was taken into a one of those giant um, uh, black sort of SUV-type vehicles that the rock stars get around him, put in that car. That then proceeded to be placed in front of the team bus. So he travelled separately. And they only did that so that, because they probably thought that we were going to try and get a grab out of him. 
uh, for the news, but I don't know if anyone really was going to do that. And then the Roosters uh, uh, today, um, they just left at the time we're speaking and there were three journalists there, all the networks are there, and Spencer Lenyu was also allowed to proceed onto that bus without anyone sticking a microphone in his face because he probably can't say anything anyway. Like, he said what he had to say last night. Now that he's been charged, uh, he couldn't really well, react to the Ezra media, as well. It's a judicial matter now, so Ezra Mam can't talk about it. I'm sure there'll be a time when he will talk about it, and I'm sure there'll be a lot of players in the game will have their say as well as they have already, so... Um, this, this is going to play out for another week. Quick one on the footy, gents. What the, the whole purpose of going there uh, was in a competition sense, and that's winning two points, and Manly did it pretty impressively despite Souths and, and Latrell looking the part. Well, I am because Christ on a bike, our, our edges, <laughs> you've got Olakawatu and Cherry Evans on one side, and you've got Brooks... And Tolo Kula, who looked unbelievable, and you got Tommy floating around everywhere. So any kind of parity with the ball, Manly are going to be dangerous this year. So, yes, I am excited, Danny, and well <laughs> might I be. And the Roosters uh, looked primed to start quick as opposed to last season. And just a quick one on the, the, the vanquished. So Brisbane lose the game. What there and Souths as well after the tumultuous end to last year. It hasn't gone smoothly to start this year. What's your big storyline out of the actual footy, both of you? Look, I'll, I'll, um, I'll start with the Roosters and Broncos game because I covered that game for the Herald. I was floating around during the Manly Rabbits game, so I'm probably not in the best position to talk about what happened there. But from the Roosters, they just they just look clinical. They looked like they were in round 20 and it was only round one. And that hasn't been the case with the Roosters in previous years. They're slow starters. They were very slow out of the blocks last year. I think they lost in, against the Dolphins up at Suncorp Stadium to open the season. And and Trent Robinson, like having sat in a lot of those team meetings and listened to things, which I couldn't write about because that was a deal you get complete inner sanctum access. I sat in on all their ball work sessions and what they planned on doing. And to see the way they actually went about it and actually put it all into, into action, it was impressive. Uh, the game plan that they had in there and the specifics around getting at certain players, they did that. And they look sharp. They, and, and for me, Luke Keary, Sam Walker, the way they led that team around were impressive. But it was James Tedesco telling people, I'm not done. And Joey Manu saying, I've still got plenty to give before I walk away. Those two, they were exceptional. And you, you throw in that, that forward pack who, who without Jarrah Warrior Hargraves, they got the job done. I think Terrell May off the bench was outstanding, 170 metres. He ran four. I think Siwa Wong's an exceptional player. The Roosters, they just did everything right like you would want them to do going into a final series. It's only round one. But I think that this – Chami, you throw in Dom Young. Dom Young well. comes back. He's a fair yeah, attacking that's weapon. that's right. It's um, – They look a bit – they look a little bit lethal. Can I just congratulate Michael Politis on those, uh, those <laughs> comments then? Uh, over to you, Danny. <laughs> oh, I know. You should see where the Roosters – he's high-five. He's getting those <laughs> special – his special handshakes. <laughs> He's got his little rooster jumper oh, on. Please. He's, uh, he, he, he's, are you number, what number are you, Chammy? Number, squad number 27 or something? Or? For, for uh, life, baby, for like, life. Yeah, poor, I've got a rooster's ball in my hand. Have hair. you got a tattoo yet, Chammy? Uh, I've got a tattoo, yeah. Marquee no, night, uh, that's about it. I actually, I don't like agreeing with you, Chammy, but they were very good. Uh, and and <laughs> I, I know Teddy um, particularly, I, I, I was, I know Manu, those passes were spectacular and he looked great. But the, the way uh, James Tedesco's bounced back is his. I had a chat to him um, in the lead up to the game. And he talked about how it's his first proper 
off season for a couple of off seasons. He had stem cells surgery and all that sort of stuff in his knees. And he said this time he feels prepared. And he, he knows what people were saying about him last year. Like all players, they say we don't read the press, we don't whatever. He knows. He knows with himself, and he sets a he sets a very high standard for himself. And he's one of those guys who does a lot of mind work. Uh, he's got a mind. You know, he, he's very strong on that, and he looks good. He looks, and the Roosters, as you say, they, they started fast, which is unusual. And Broncos were a little bit disappointing, I thought. Uh, they looked mm-hmm. a bit clunky, and they have they have lost a number of players, as, as we know. Uh, what's happened to Chabby? He's uh, nice. bolting off somewhere. Hello, Michael. Nick Politis has just called. <laughs> <laughs> quick, my, quick, my Michael. I've got one percent battery, boys. I'm going to have to take my headphones out and plug my battery oh. in. Hang on a second. <laughs> oh my God, this is amazing. Quick, Mel. Uncle Nick's on the See, phone. Yeah, this is why he, he's totally unprofessional. He's yeah, totally yeah, exactly. un- <laughs> We're, uh, we're well, neither well, end I anyway. But yeah, keep going, Danny. Now. Sorry, boys. I'll talk about no. the other games since we didn't really talk about the Manly Souths game. I'll, I'll, as I said, I was in the Manly. I was in the Manly dressing room after the game, and the feeling there, Adam, you'd be very happy. Like they were, that there's a real confidence in that side, and it, it obviously stems from Tommy. But you can get you get you get the feeling that Luke Brooks and um, you know Daily Chair Evans would just get better and better. Uh, yeah, if they can, if they can hang, this is quite hilarious. Can anyone see this? Yeah, <laughs> no, we we can't. See, those listening, Michael Chavis is bolting around his hotel room, trying to find a charger to charge Adam, up his phone. Even though I'm just about to wrap up the podcast, Danny, end it, mate. This is the Finish type it. of madness I've been putting up with for the last mm. couple of weeks. He can't sit still. You know, you know, no. if, he, he, if you. He will not. He will almost not get in a, on an aeroplane if he's in the window seat because the poor people around him won't won't be able to handle no. him. I need to be in the aisle. I need to be. He needs to be in the aisle because he's so fidgety. And I'm the I'm the exact opposite. I like just to chill out. And he's buzzing around me like this annoying mosquito. Anyway, enough of that. But yeah, uh, Manly were fantastic. Manly were fa- <laughs> fantastic, and that's as good as I've seen him look for a long time. So I'm excited right. by that. I'd be worried if I. I South looked a little bit slow, I thought. Um, yeah, they're missing Jack Whiten, which should, yeah, he's going to be important for them to come back. And Campbell Graham, yep. And Campbell, but he's he's not for a long time. So uh, mm. I, I was expecting, having spent time with with the Rabbitohs, I was expecting more of them, and I don't think they'd be happy at all with what they dished up. Well, gentlemen, that's all we've got time for this week. I look forward. <laughs> I look forward to the, all the trouble that Chammy went to get the charger. Don't need anything more from you, Chammy. Um, I look forward to seeing you face to face. Travel uh, well back to Australia. Find your way back here, if possible, by next Monday, and we'll do it all again. Chammy, have a good uh, flight, mate, on that uh, aisle seat. Mate, it's been a pleasure, boys. I'll see you all soon. I'll show you all the selfies we took together. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. Danny, cheers, mate. Have a good trip back. Viva Las Vegas. That was Footy Talk Geno's edition for this week. Look forward to seeing them both face-to-face next week.